0: Hi, this is Binta, and this is Sahir, and you're listening to Honestly, What the Fuck, where we talk about all things acting, and literally whatever
1: the fuck we want.
0: <laughs> How are you doing Hi. today? I'm
1: good, I'm, I'm all alright, I mean...
0: The world. You
1: know, yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. You know,
1: um, but... Dealing you know, with all those
0: emotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But uh, my family, everybody's healthy, everybody's okay. So,
0: the upside.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm there with you. Same. I feel like really anxious right now, and just trying to like, I don't know, put those like words and like feelings into like something positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. Honestly, to. Like I was gonna cry this early for like two three minutes in here (laughs) shedding some tears. But yeah, it's just like I don't know, trying to figure out like how you feel about everything and just like Mm -hmm. you wanna say the right thing, but you also like I don't know, it's weird. I'm mixed, so sometimes I feel like oh, I don't know both sides, but it's also just my story and I should just be more comfortable sharing like how I feel. Maybe it's not the right thing, but
2: Mm-hmm.
0: and whatnot but yeah just
2: wow I think, yeah. I think what's like really tough too is that like the world's not like seeing mixed right like there's like all of these people that are experiencing these things and they're mixed but they're just it's black or white it's exactly and it's like it's like it. that's really heavy and like obviously to see like all of our friends like and just like the things that they're experiencing right now it's
0: just like yeah it's so funny I was thinking like right before this I was like oh it's gonna be really weird to have a conversation and not address this because oh. it would be like a huge elephant in the room that like today's the day yeah. we decided to have an interview and I was like mm-hmm. oh I was like oh it's gonna be interesting to talk about but
1: mm-hmm. yeah and it can definitely go off that could be like it's a whole fun. different
0: episode <laughs> yeah for a second
1: but i do like that you said that you're trying to turn it into something positive because i know that sometimes the way i feel where where positive isn't necessarily the way i would describe it you know mm-hmm. it's you know some of the that like kind of fiery rage that you feel and you know just you know i'm seeing a lot of things online about you know what to do you know for you know white people or non-people of color you know what to do you know and it's great to have charities and donations and to give money and to spread awareness and those kind of things as well because i feel that a lot of people are confused they want to you know their heart goes out they feel a certain way they want to help make like yourself a positive change mm-hmm. but then there's so much like blood boiling and emotions overflowing to where you know, the rioting, protesting, violence, and stuff like that as well, where, like you said, I can kind of see both sides to, you know, especially in America where things are a lot more polarizing out there. And then you have someone like Trump. Yeah. Adding fuel to the fire and almost standing near supporting some of this stuff. And you feel like shit, there's nothing to lose.
0: Mm -hmm. You know,
1: here I still feel as Canadians, still like that, you know, there's law and order and, you know, just right and wrong and people are relatively kind of stay in there. But then once, you know, the police that you trust to serve and protect you start killing you and, you know, the powers that be are not, I don't know. It's just a lot. And then you feel like, fuck it, violence, <laughs> yeah. you know, breaking down the establishment, you know, smashing shit, burning shit, you know, that, that that seems like the right course of action sometimes. And you're right. It's, it's in a weird place to where you want it to be po- have a positive outcome. Mm-hmm. But you know, for the, what is it for the ways to justify the means or whatever like that? I don't yeah, know. I lot. know what you it's mean.
0: It's also interesting mm-hmm. that for a good amount of time, like I feel like the only really like changes were like technology. Like we were pretty like, like there was obviously like there was nine 11 and then it was kind of like mute like we haven't it's not the same as like oh we didn't have civil wars and all of this stuff like growing up with that whereas like when trump got elected i was like shit we're living in a history book like this is crazy and then it's so funny that that is kind of like that was a tipping off point but then shit got way worse we're like let's throw yeah. a global pandemic let's throw like a civil rights movement oh. i'm like oh i can't imagine it's just blowing my mind that like living through this but i also can't imagine like Living through slavery, living through the, those periods and all that stuff, and just like seeing all of that change. Like, I know that my mom has gone through all that, like, has seen it, and like, my mom is white. And so she dealt with all of like the racial aspects of like dating a black man and all of that stuff. So it's just crazy that like she lived through that stuff. And it was kind of hard for me to like understand because it wasn't as close. Like, obviously, I felt racism and stuff, but it wasn't as close to me because. Mm-hmm we had moved so far from like that being unacceptable to like okay now there are like biracial couples and all of this stuff but it's I don't know it's crazy now I just feel like I'm like wow this is this is history this is crazy kids are going to learn about this in a textbook and I don't know I just you want to obviously be on the right side of history so Mm -hmm. yeah which I feel like I am so (laughs) But yeah, it's nice to like have com- these conversations with people and friends and sometimes it's, it's good to talk about. It and it, yeah, you can't keep it inside because then we're obviously seeing those effects like in the, the U.S. of them keeping it inside. And I'm, even though Canada is not perfect by any means, but I am extremely thankful that I get to grow up here because mm-hmm. we, it's, I, f- like I, I can't imagine living in the U.S. right now.
2: No, it's so scary down there right now, like, just watching all the videos and, like,
0: yeah.
2: I'm sorry, I'm just, like, (laughs) I'm at such a loss of words here, because I know, like, at any second I'm going to start, like, crying, because I'm
0: just, like, you know, like, you just don't know. Yeah. Well, I think that gives a good intro. I mean, otherwise we're going to make this whole episode about that. (laughs) And I totally think it deserves its own episode, because absolutely it is. But I do want to hear more about something positive to make me <laughs> about you, personally yeah. and like learn a little bit more about your journey and introduce um, sure. our audience to you. And
1: sure. Yeah.
0: So if you want to Okay. Yeah. Should we okay. ask? Should we just go with the questions? Yeah, we, we'll go yeah. with the little questions. I mean, I feel
1: yeah, like however I, you want <laughs> to jump in.
0: <laughs> All right.
2: So I guess tell us a little bit about yourself. Such a broad question.
1: <laughs> It is a broad one. It is a broad one. Well, let's see. I guess in terms of maybe my my, theater and acting beginning, I could maybe start in that realm.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um
1: without going too far back. Uh so for me, um, I always liked drama in, in high school. It was um uh one of the the class, one of the only not the only classes, but one of the classes I did the best in. And um, so I always liked theater. I always liked drama. But uh, actually in my family, my sister was kind of like the star initially. Um, I have a younger sister and uh, she was like a singer, performer, and she was always like uh, the star, more or less. And um, so we went to actually, she had a meeting with a talent agent. And uh, so it was me and my parents. And uh, I just went with her.
0: How old was, were you at the time? Sorry, if you don't
1: want me asking. No, no, no. Okay. So let's see here. Jeez. Oh, Are uh, oh, you can say like, maybe? okay. Okay. Yeah. I'd say yeah, 13, something like that. Okay. And uh, so I just go with my sister to the, to the agent meeting and uh, it was with talent house. I don't know if you've heard of uh talent house here in Toronto, but it was with talent yes. house. And the agent there was just like, uh, so he liked my sister and he was signing her up and he's like, so what about you? Do you act or anything? no no not really and uh, it's like well why not would you like to <laughs> but yeah sure why not so I got some headshots done I uh I signed with uh with Talent House and um I didn't really even know what I kind of was doing at the time it wasn't like a career um direction for me or something that I was like wholeheartedly pursuing it just kind of fell in my lap so to speak in the professional sense and then i started going out for commercials and i ended up booking a couple like small films and stuff like that and um yeah i guess that's where my start kind of uh began in that realm
0: are you originally from toronto
1: uh east of toronto uh, pickering
0: okay yeah okay
1: yeah yeah pickering out here and then i went to uh, york university for theater there.
0: So that's kind of like inspired you to pursue acting your.
1: Yeah, because truth be told, um, like I did all right in high school, you know, B plus 80s or whatever. Um, But I didn't really have a direction per se. I wasn't going into science or. uh, The square,
0: like the boxes that they're kind of branched off into.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Um, And I just loved theater. I had a lot of fun. Um, I had a really great uh, drama teacher, Mr. McGuire, there at Dumbarton High School. And and yeah, it just, uh, just kind of really stemmed from there. And it kind of seemed like my, my only viable option to go to university. Like I didn't know what I was gonna take. Like I wasn't an English major. I didn't want to take psychology or whatever like that. And then so I auditioned uh, at York and then I got into the, the theater program there.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I do find that's kind of the hard part about when being in high school. And I think that everyone should almost take a year off after high school to kind of Mm -hmm. discover themselves because it's so like, okay, yeah, you're good at math. Okay, here are the five careers that you can have. You're good at science. Yeah, you could probably become a doctor. These are your five options. Okay, you're yeah. good at art. Okay, well, there's not a lot of jobs in that. So if you <laughs> want to be like an art teacher, that's great. If you right. want to be like, I studied interior design. So I was originally going to do architecture because I honestly hadn't even heard of like this being a career other than on like HGTV. And I was like, I don't think any of these people have a degree, but okay. And that's what I kind of found hard and about a creative is like unless you have a teacher with that passion you're kind of just like okay what path like oh that path yeah you're just kind of like
2: sitting there in the middle doing that you're like I don't know where to go I don't know what to do Mm
1: -hmm. especially Um, in the younger age where you know you kind of dream you see Hollywood and celebrity but um it seems like such a far far. ways away yeah Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) you're like California yeah I'm never gonna live there yeah. yeah, I totally I was kind of the same when I started. It's it's honestly really funny how I decided to move to Toronto was like basically how this all started was honestly Donald Trump became president. And I was like, if this guy can get a job that he's not qualified for, then like <laughs> me being an actress is really not that far like, wow. off from me.
1: And then where are you from? I'm like, from Ottawa. Oh, OK.
0: Yeah. So I moved here. I'm going into my third year, I think. I moved here. Yeah. Uh, It'll be three years in October. And I was doing like a bunch of other stuff and I was just unhappy because that was like what I was told in Ottawa is really a government city. So it was really hard to like, I don't know, break out of that mold. And then I was just like, screw it. I'm going to move. Like Donald Trump became president and he has zero qualifications. Mm -hmm. So like, I can, I could become an actress. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which is really weird. But yeah, that was, it's really weird that that was my symbol of like, fake it till you make it. He convinced an entire country. I can so, convince yeah. one person.
1: So in a weird way, Donald Trump inspired your acting career. That's always something. Yeah. That's a funny
0: story to tell yeah. it. Yeah. Right now that Network kind of makes parties. me feel icky-icky <laughs>
1: <laughs> saying that in the cl-
0: current climate. But yeah, that's right. kind of the jumping off point.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I hear that.
0: What would you say yeah. Like, some of your like motivation is to like, keep... Because it's not an easy career, too. No. I think especially since no. like you didn't like it,
2: you kind of, it kind of found you, it seems Mm -hmm. like it kind of found you as opposed to, I guess you would constantly need motivate, motivate, motivation to stay in it. Modification. Wow. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah, no, I mean, for sure. Um, So for me, it started off uh, York university there. So I'm in the theater program, you know, really liking it. Voice classes, movement classes. I always liked theater, Shakespeare, and, um, and uh reading plays and that kind of thing. Um now in the second year, you have to audition to go into a certain acting stream. So you either go into the acting program uh or the creative ensemble program and then if you don't make it into either one of those, there's theater studies, which is a non-performance uh, kind of stream there. So I auditioned for both acting and creative ensemble and I didn't get in. Oh. I didn't get in, and, I, and that hurt. <laughs> like that hurt. I um I remember actually walking. Uh, my cousin my cousin was with me. He drove me up to York because after the audition, it was uh a couple days later where they post. You know who made the cut. And um my cousin Ryan drove with me up there. We parked, walked into the building. I see a lot of my classmates as um as I'm going up there. I'm saying hey, you know we're gonna see each other next year. Whatever, whatever. And, um, I'm looking at the list. Okay. Acting program. Don't see my name. Weird. Okay. Creative ensemble program. That's um, a bill bill Johnny. I don't see my name. And I was actually so embarrassed because my cousin is with me I'm walking <laughs> in this spot. Like I'm the king shit or whatever. My cousin's with me here. My name isn't on any <laughs> of these lists. I'm like, Holy shit. I didn't fucking make it. But, uh, but it actually turned out to be really cool because the theater studies program gave me a lot more freedom to do uh, improv and uh, like some film studies classes and whatnot. Cool,
2: which that's was really, really
1: cool. Yeah, um, and then improv actually kind of really started when I started to take things seriously. So I started taking classes. I live out here in Pickering and uh, out here there's uh, an improv school. It's called Durham Improv, headed by um, Stephanie Herrera. Shout out to her. And um, one of my acting teachers there was signed to an agency named Carolyn's. I don't know if you've heard of Carolyn's model and talent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so it was cool. So we were in the acting class and we would do monologues and whatnot. And then my acting teacher would send our monologues to his agent to see if there was anybody that... Um, She was interested in It just so happened that she was she liked my monologue and then she called me in for a meeting and then I Yeah, I was signed with Carolyn's so if I can backtrack for a second Of course initially I was signed with talent house way back in the day But I didn't know what I was doing and I didn't quite take it that seriously, you know It was just kind of like go to auditions. Oh, I shot a few movies Um, It was cool. I shot a commercial or two but at the time I was working downtown at a nightclub. And then I just kind of put acting on the back burner for a bit. I wasn't serious about it. It kind of fell to the wayside. And then I don't know if I was dropped from the agency or not, but I just kind of fell out of it. And then it wasn't until years later that I kind of got back into it. So I I did my first film back in 2003. Okay. Okay, so that was the first one. I didn't get back into things until like, 2016.
0: Oh so shit! It's like okay. A
1: huge kind of gap there. Uh, but anyway, back to your question: What motivates me to keep going? Part of it is like, a des not a desperation, but the fact that it's kind of like this or bust. That, you know, I mean, don't get me <laughs> wrong. A big part of that confidence comes from you know kind of being blessed with uh, like a dream in my heart. And I feel that you know I have everything I need to realize that dream as well. So yeah, it's it just feels like this is my north star, one way or another. It's not necessarily acting, as I would put it. I would say being an entertainer in a lot of different um, in a lot of different ways. But yeah, entertainment. It started off with theater and improv and comedy. Um, I took a, a stand-up course at Second City, which was amazing.
0: Okay. I wanted, I was looking into doing a stand up thing.
1: Oh man. It's awesome. It's really good. Now they changed the program now, but when I was in it on the end of level one, we actually performed a five minute set at absolute comedy.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Now you don't do that until level three,
0: okay. which is
1: still kind of cool, but um, I would definitely uh, recommend that for sure.
0: Okay.
1: But, um, you know, I've heard like some, some quotes or memes like, uh, What is it, don't have a plan B because it distracts you from a plan A? It's not really that kind of thing, but truth be told, this is it for me. You know, it's like LeBron or Tiger where you start hitting the golf club or start dunking and you realize, like, this is what you're meant to do. I Mm -hmm. kind of feel that way on the inside. So regardless of if I'm booking or if even getting auditions or super struggling in the industry as a whole, I know that it's still... You're on your way. Yeah, that I'm on my way.
0: Yeah. I mean, it kind of answered my next question. I was going to say, did you ever feel like there was a moment where you made the wrong decision to pursue this career? And if so, how do you push through that?
1: You know, it's tough in this career because, you know, it's not something that, it's not something tangible. Being an actor, it's not something that in a lot of ways that you can control how much you work. You just be because you're a great actor doesn't mean you're going to work a lot or be right for every role or be able to control your destiny to a certain degree because you have to audition mm-hmm. and somebody else needs to select you mm-hmm. so also for people to support you it can also be a tough gig because parents or family they want the best for you they want you in something that's a little more stable financially stable have a career so you can have a house and you know the life and all of those
0: art, checkpoints right all yep. the checkpoints right yeah. so that
1: you can properly adult and have a family and you know keep it going the life of an actor or an artist as a whole is kind of like the opposite and that's kind of like a weird it's like a, a juxtaposition so to speak because on the one hand you see celebrity and fame and money and movies and riches, but then the, the real flip side is that you're going to be broke and that it's really, really hard to make a living at it. And that's the guarantee. That's not like, ah, maybe that's the guarantee. It's super hard to make a living, especially on like a, a, a top tier level or even upper echelon. Maybe you can eke out a, uh, a minimal living and you know like do the waiter thing or server thing on the side and live in some shitty apartment whatever like that but it's like that's it's not the exception to the rule that's the way it is Mm -hmm. but in our heads it's like this delusion of grandeur of being successful being able to financially meet what you want and then do what you love at the same time Mm -hmm. So what initially kind of turned me out in this game was, you know, being paid like on set. So like, I'm not sure, you know, how, what your experience is, you know, necessarily here or there, but even in my early days, you know, being paid like 250 bucks to be in front of the camera and to act and to call myself an actor because I'm getting paid. Like I was over the moon. I didn't care. I don't mind, like, even for me, the financial thing always outweighed working a steady job.
2: Mm -hmm. You know, Absolutely. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I could be on a commercial and I was here for eight hours and say I made 1500 bucks plus a buyout of 3000. That was it for me. This is my life forever now. This is the only thing I ever want to do Mm -hmm. because you know, working a grind job, how long does it take to make that kind of money? And you're doing something that you don't even like here. I'm doing something I love and they're paying me at the time, like, especially when you're younger, quite handsomely for it. So it, it felt like, I don't know, like kind of like, not like I struck gold, but kind of like, yeah, like you hit oil. Like, you know, once you get your foot in the door just a little bit and get that taste and knowing that it's possible, mm-hmm. then for me, I was just hooked. There was, there was no other, there was no other option for me.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I totally agree with that like I, I talked about this kind of on one of our earlier episodes about I was working a nine-to-five job and everyone was like oh you've made it like I was working in the government they're like you've made it your life's set and I was just like fuck like this sucks I hate my life like this is if this is top my top level my life's mm-hmm. shit like, I'm so unhappy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I wake up and go to work earlier just so I have two hours to do nothing on the computer so I can leave earlier. Like, I would wake mm-hmm. up at five just so I could go to work for seven, just so I could leave at three. Because I was like, I hate being here so much. It just drains my soul. Yeah. And Sucks the life out of you. I go on set and I'm like, oh, my God, I can get paid for this. Like, this is mm-hmm. amazing. And it's right. just a, it's like that high of, I mean, a little narcissism, but... comes with it but just like the ability to create and connect with people and like even just like if you're just being on the set I feel like it just changes my energy
2: Mm -hmm.
0: of the day I think for me it was like a little bit
2: different because I was doing my master's program in something and like it's not like I didn't enjoy it like I loved it but I just felt like I couldn't spend another moment of my life doing that anymore like I, I just was like I can't do this I've always wanted to be in front of the camera also the narcissism in me was you wrong. Know? <laughs> <laughs> as I like check myself out in the camera I've always wanted to be in front of the camera I've always wanted to do this and, and like the minute I started doing it I was like there's no looking back for me like this is this is it for me like this is what right. I'm doing for the rest of my life and like even just like getting in front of the camera and like not getting paid like i'm i'm still like i'm like this is it doesn't matter to me the money doesn't matter the money is a great bonus like don't get me wrong when you get that nice like fat paycheck in the mail especially during a pandemic you're like yes but you know i think that's been the toughest part about this whole pandemic too is that like we can't really do that like we're sitting here and we can't create content like that like Mm -hmm. i mean you can but it's just not the same
1: yeah yeah, very yeah true. no
2: craft services here. <laughs> Fuck.
1: And you, are you guys, uh, are you both non-union?
2: Uh, yeah, actually, that was my next question for you. It was whether you were union or non-union.
1: I'm recently union. Okay. So back in the day when I shot those two movies, I turned to an actor apprentice. And mm-hmm. some of the reason why I kind of, Kind of fell out of um, fell out of the business was that I went apprentice super early and I had no resume and really no experience, so I didn't get any auditions. And after a while of no auditions and just not being able to even be in the same conversation as other extra actors who have been working, you know, and have a thick resume, I, I had these two indie movie credits, and all of a sudden I was apprentice and. Yeah, it was nothing, so I kind of fell out of it there. Went back to the improv, went to Carolyn's. I decided to not renew my ACTRA apprentice, and I and I just went non-union. And that really kick-started me off. Okay. Carolyn's was a really good starter agency for me. Uh, it was a great learning experience, and it was really cool because I got to do a lot of print. I got a chance to do a lot of commercials and... Um, really get my feet wet in terms of auditioning and, you know, just kind of learning some of the in and outs of the way that commercials were filmed and shot and how things worked. And it was great. And then the non-union really allowed me also to use like Mandy's and like Cast Caller and other ones like that to kind of hustle on my own. And that was really great because Mandy had a lot of things going on. I booked a lot of jobs on Mandy and I'm not talking big things. You know, two fifty for a half a day, or some four hundred for a full day, whatever like that. It didn't matter to me. Four hundred bucks for eight hours in my in my old job or whatever. I I didn't make that.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so it was clear cut. I didn't even make two hundred dollars. Like I worked like a nine to five too. You know. So for me, that's easy. That's a easy. I would take a vacation day at my day job so I could go shoot the eight hour thing and make the four hundred. And uh, and it was great. And I loved being able just to apply for. I used to shoot jobs for um, real estate videos, test videos, hot tubs, all kinds of crazy things. I loved it. Taking photos, being paid to take pictures and get your makeup done and dress up and do fun shit. Like it was just a
2: no brainer.
1: (laughs) And that was a secret. And you mentioned it earlier. We're like, did they know that I would do this for free? (laughs)
2: Yeah
1: that I would do this for free. If they're like, Hey, come take some fun photos. You can do all this. We'll do your makeup, dress up and do this. I'd be in. And then plus you're going to drop me 400, 800, 750.
2: And And they're going to feed you all day. They're going to
1: feed you. I made a lot of great connections with um, photographers and directors and things like that um, in the non-union space. And, you know, and that's where I started to build my resume basically. So I, building my non-union resume for like the last five years Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and you know other people will tell you their experiences about it my experience was fantastic it was fantastic i never traveled so much i got flown out to vancouver multiple times to shoot commercials out there um i hadn't been out to vancouver before so i'm flying out hotel per diem picked up, dropped off. Uh, It was amazing. I had all this free time to explore and talk with the other actors there, you know, and got paid quite handsomely for those gigs, to be honest with you. Some people think non-union is all low pay, all this and that. And don't get me wrong, sometimes it is. And I had to pay my dues and go through some of those jobs as well. I just think that adds to your character, though. Mm -hmm. But being flown out, uh, uh, I got flown out to Costa Rica. Uh, I got flown out to Costa Rica to do a beautiful shoot, uh, travel shoot, and yeah, I've traveled the world, made a lot of money, you know, had a lot of cool projects that I've been able to put like on my demo and that I just have the footage from that was just done really, really well. And it's a lot of auditions, a lot of commercials. Not as much film and TV, but I did. Um, Uh, I did land a few of those, but, uh, but yeah, so, you know, I was, I I love the non-union space. I love to audition as much as possible to be in front of the camera as much as possible to be on set as much as possible. And And that was it to me, you know, just being as busy as I possibly could be every chance, every opportunity, you know, sometimes getting like five auditions a day, running around jigsaw, man, powerhouse milestone here, there running around. I love the hustle and bustle. And I was
2: going to say, you know? that's the dream. That's the dream, <laughs> dream right there.
1: Definitely. Um, Those are
2: like my favorite days, the days that you get to like hop back and forth and you're like, ah, right. I'm here. I'm actually here back to back. And then you like hop to right, the next one. Right. The days that I have stacked, stacked auditions, I'm like, this is what I want my life to look like. This is it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And that changed once I uh, once I flipped over to the union side of things. Yeah, that's
2: what, that's what I hear. I hear that. I hear that. And yeah,
1: that's that changed. Crap. But um. And people had warned me and cautioned me about the transition period coming from a busy non-union space, coming uh, to the union space there. And, you know, that was a really, really challenging time for me. It still is right now, to be honest with you. Um, Mm -hmm. It was really challenging. And uh, it was difficult for me because initially I was working a nine to five and I was kind of going on my lunch break and using... my my personal days and vacation days to shoot and go on auditions. Once I started getting so busy, five auditions a day and booking and, you know, checks were coming in, I quit my job. You know, I quit my job. You know, benefits, salary, full everything. Um, I made the decision to quit that job, do acting full time. And then I joined the union and, Things slow down to a damn near like crawl. And now instead of going on two, three auditions a day, four days a week, I'm going to one audition every two to three weeks. Uh, now I have all this free time. Then I just left a job. So I was in a really w- weird space. And then I wasn't booking anything. Not not a damn thing. I wasn't booking shit. I was going out for some awesome auditions, some some great projects. But I didn't book a damn thing. So <laughs> I was fucked. I just left my job. I just turned union. It's feeling hot that I had momentum. <laughs> I like, come in here and it's ice cold for me. So you
0: a wrench in your whole plan. <laughs> whole plan. <laughs> you gotta look back Meanwhile,
1: at those motivations. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, all my non-union homies. Booking like crazy, everybody's, like, I tell you, that's the funny thing, whenever you're not booking, everybody around you is always booking. On mm-hmm. set, on set, <laughs> hey, on set, oh, oh man, it's, it's killer. You know, It's been a really good experience for me because one of the things that I had to realize is that you really have to kind of find yourself outside of this business, outside of being an actor. And that was hard for me because being an actress especially on a professional level, is such a hard thing to do. There's so much rejection. There's so many obstacles. It's such a hard thing to do that you have to kind of try, that you have to give everything of your being to become that, you know, being an mm-hmm. actor, it's everything. Classes, school, I'm doing my training, I'm doing my stuff. I'm getting an, you know, headshots, agent, you know, you're, you're doing your thing to become an actor. Then you become one. And then it's like, Now, who are you without this? You know, you still have to be a human being. Who are you outside of being an actor? And that was screwed up for me because during this transition, I've had to find my happiness again, not auditioning, not booking, not even being an actor, just being myself outside of this sphere. And I think it's been kind of a blessing in disguise because I have such a new perspective and appreciation, not only to be in this business, but the importance of living a life full of experiences so that it can add to your performance. So it can add to your repertoire, basically.
0: 100%. I think that's Mm -hmm. one of the things that people are also really struggling with this pandemic, especially in a city like Toronto, is the slowdown. Because when you slow down and you don't have like... That party right. to run to, that dinner, the dinner plans you committed to, this, 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 you're forced to look at yourself, and you're like, okay, who am I without being on the go? Who is? Right? It? And you're rediscovering yourself. Yeah. So I think that's like, yeah. I was listening to another podcast, and they were talking about it was, oh, I forget his name, but he's called the Ice Man. So he does like a lot of breath work um, okay. challenges, and he climbed Mount Everest in shorts. Like that's his thing. Oh. Like he's like takes cold showers and all of that stuff. And it's like all about like your breath work, getting in touch with your body. And he's like, Mm. you know, everybody's struggling with this pandemic because they, they can't do all of these things that now they're looking at themselves and they're like, wait, who am I without like this dinner party without being able to go to the mall without being able to do this without being right. And you're really just looking at who you are. And I am like trying to do the work and like, Figuring out, oh, we gotta meditate. I gotta do this, and like, oh, I gotta work out because I want to be a person who works out, and all of these things. And just trying to like find what my passions are mm-hmm. outside of acting because it's right. It's uncomfortable. Like naturally, I can talk about myself, but not like personally. So when people are like, "What do you like to do?" and I'm like, uh, cool. <laughs> and they're like, "Okay, aside from like a basic necessity <laughs> that you have to do." I'm like, oh, okay, I don't know. So it's like rediscovering yourself. Mm-hmm. And in one of my acting classes, actually a class I was TAing, she was talking about she had a really hard time auditioning for funny stuff, like comedy, funny stuff, right. for comedy. And the real <laughs> reason was because she didn't like her sense of humor and she wasn't bringing that sense of humor to the roles. So then once she's like, when I got older and I started discovering myself more, and I became really comfortable with myself. She's like, then I'd go out for a comedy audition and I'd book it right away because I knew my sense of humor and I knew my comedy. And it's like when... Mm-hmm. It's like, it's, it seems backwards, but like when you take a step away from acting or anything, work on yourself doing the work, it makes you a better person for that. But you had to take a step back from that exercise <laughs> to essentially right. become bigger, a better person, which is backwards, but how it works. Yeah. Mm-hmm yeah so where um
1: me? where do you TA
0: um I TA at Armstrong oh okay yeah I mean not now but <laughs> I was doing that right before
1: and that's um, where you met uh Alex
0: no I met Alex um, almost right as I moved here so in January the year I moved here in October and I did a photo shoot for a company she was to work for and she, that's where we met and I went over to her place for a fitting and she was like oh like why'd you move to Toronto I was like oh I'm I want to become an actress and she's like I do and then we've <laughs> <laughs> been like best friends ever since right. but uh it was so i it's honestly i'm like the universe works for you because it was so random that we met and mm-hmm. like i'm not i don't at that time i was just doing modeling for like i knew the girl so she's like oh would you be like do you want to do some shoot and i normally would be like hell no but then i was like all right let's Let's do this. And (laughs) that kind of just like took off of like just getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. And just I have said like when I moved here, I was going to say yes to as many things that like push me outside of my comfort zone and that I would be genuinely happy to do. So that was kind of like one of the first things I did. And I was like, all right, I can I can do this. And I had so much fun. And I gained one of my best friends out of it. But Mm -hmm. I totally agree with you. You have to do the work on yourself. And then you'll have so much more to, to bring in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So obviously you've worked on a lot of things. What's the favorite, what's your favorite thing that you've worked on so far?
1: There's one I want to say for clout and one for the experience. So, so do, both. Right. Say them both. do both.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm here
1: for both. <laughs> <laughs> so for the clout, I, uh, I I played Barack Obama. Um
0: I love that. Yeah,
1: yeah. Race for the White House season two. I um I'm Barack Obama. Oh yeah,
0: that's great.
1: And so uh I was filming out in Hamilton and uh and uh it, it was great. Um I mean for the clout to say that you can check my IMDB. <laughs> I got the credits for <laughs> it. <played>, so <laughs> Just so like, this you. is the
0: only one that i want published
1: <laughs> right this is it right here that's all i need Mike drop barack obama that's all i need can too. you
2: talk like him can you like no you, no. Like, no you can do not it for really
1: him. no and <laughs> and that's a funny thing so i'm not actually like impersonating him uh like speaking and things like that uh Thank goodness because it's
0: such a distinct <laughs> voice
1: yeah it is and yeah. I only I would know, only know how to do it comedically like yeah American or something like that yeah <laughs> um but it was cool because I actually got a movement uh, a movement coach to teach me how to like walk like him because a lot of my scenes I'm like jogging upstairs or he has like a specific little shuffle he does when he's like jogging up the the stairs to the the private jet or. Little things like so that, just the way he, he walks down like the hallway or whatever. So it was really cool. It's my first time working with a movement coach That's and like so learning how to walk, learning how to walk like Barack. So that was cool. And then the people in Hamilton, like I look so much like this guy and, you know, everything we got going on, like a little crowd starts to gather, right? So I'm in Hamilton. It's a beautiful day. I'm Barack Obama. Everybody's <laughs> literally treating me like the president here. You know, I'm standing on the steps, waving to people and stuff. People are clapping for me. I was like, what the fuck? This is crazy. Um, so, yeah, so that was that was a really cool experience. But uh, one of my, my favorite experiences was definitely um, on the set of Madam C.J. Walker, which is currently out on Netflix there uh, with mm-hmm. Octavia Spencer, Blair Underwood, Bill Bellamy. Um, and uh, and so many more so that was really really cool now that was actually an all black cast that's amazing all black set all black cast and that was a really interesting experience for me because i've never really been around something like that before it was a really powerful for me you know just it was, just uh just being around so many different uh, backgrounds and cultures, but it was an all-black set, and just given the content of what the Madam C. J. Walker was about, and some of the themes and that, that are discussed in it, it was just a really powerful experience. It was just something that I've never been around so much before, and then to be able to meet so many of uh, like my idols, like Bill Bellamy, like he he is amazing like he came into hair and makeup oh man just already cracking jokes um introduced himself to me like i didn't even have a chance to kind of take it all in he's coming in there everybody's laughing introducing himself to me we're going over lines together as we're getting our makeup done because we had a scene together like i don't know if you guys know bill bellamy but like he had like He's old, like not even old school, but like way oh, back yeah, in yeah. Like, how to be a player came out in, god ah, damn, like 96. <laughs> so, um, yes, and I think he was on a living color and all kinds of things. And I've watched a lot of his movies, and then so I'm in a scene with him, and then even one on one, he was giving me game as an actor. Um, so sick, you know, just being in the business. Um, and then a lot of my friends were on this set as well so uh my friend carlos roberto uh um mark taylor all these guys that i know were on set and so we were just having a great old time tavia spencer uh meeting her blair underwood just like meeting these people that you know i admire i respect and, and it was surreal for me. I, it, was just, it was just, it was crazy. I had a smile on my face the whole time. And it was really cool. I got some really cool makeup done, and they did my hair up real nice. Um, Amazing. Yeah, so that was that a good was, one. That's if like you, know, the if you haven't watched it yet.
0: I'm going to add it to my list. but that's always the thing when they, I did. Like, anytime I got my hair done, I'm like, oh, what are we going to look like? Have you done black hair before? Because I want to look great. And, like, one time this lady curled my bangs. And it was so bad. And I was like, I'm like speechless because I was just like, you now want me to go in front of the camera with my hair <laughs> looking like this? Like, you've literally just ruined my life. She's like, it looks great. I'm like, who would want a curly ringlet bag with the rest of my hair straight? That makes no sense. No. And it's just like, no. so it's like nice where the industry is going that, um, like, I love to hear that you're on an all black set. That's amazing.
1: What season was designated?
0: I think it was, like, I just did background because I really got into the show. I think it's season three or four.
1: Okay. Because, yeah, um, I, was in, I was in the season three there.
0: Oh, now I'm going to have to watch it. I only watched up to second season. Oh, yeah. Because I have a problem when they kill off a character I like. I'm just like... You're like, fuck it. Yeah. I really like the wife because she was in California Cation.
1: That's my show.
0: Yeah, I love That's that my show. She, and I mm-hmm. loved her in that show and then she died and I was kind of like, all right, Kiefer, let me get back into this, my mans, but <laughs> <laughs> I like have a, I also have sometimes a problem of like, if I love a show so much, I don't want to watch it all because I like, then I know it comes to an end. Then it's done. Mm-hmm. Not a mm-hmm. a great thing, but.
1: Yeah. I just mm-hmm. did that with Ozark.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I found I fell off yeah. in the second season, but then when I watched the second and third season together, I, I was questioning. I'm like, how did I fall off? This is amazing.
1: I couldn't. Believe I haven't either. watched I the third
0: season.
2: I haven't yeah. watched it yet because I'm like, I'm I'm feeling the same thing where I'm like, okay, but then it's just done. Then it's yeah. just then I can't. Then it's there's just done. The,
0: oh, there's definitely going to be a, th- a fourth season. Oh yeah. 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 Like the third okay. season, the ending, I was sh- shook. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Love it um so what would you say one of your dream projects would be
1: i uh, yeah uh for me i'm really you know attracted to watching uh like really cool action uh and fighting scenes um you know the bad boys three that came out you know it wasn't it wasn't uh it didn't really do it for me but um, I kind of, I've always been like, I always like the buddy cop kind of vibe. Okay. Like Bad Boys had or, um, some of the other ones before it. Um, I was always a fan of, of something different. Um, uh, like The Matrix, um, you know, being like able to- martial
0: arts, fighting and- Yeah, then, yeah martial okay. arts,
1: fighting, action, yeah. um- yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fan of kind of like some of the John Wick stuff,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: yeah, action, basically. Yeah. I like to get physical, <laughs> like, kind of like do some stunts. Yeah. It's the one area that I, I haven't been able to really do anything in at all.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I come from a long time ago, um, you know, a martial arts background and things like that. And came up on Kung Fu movies, Bruce Lee and, and that kind of thing so action would be great for me and then if i can mix that with the comedy then that would be great as well
0: so bad boys four we should look out for you
1: yeah yeah. (laughs) you know they do the makeup right i might be able to pull off the will smith
0: too. (laughs) (laughs) you're like will i got you don't worry
1: (laughs) hey if they could make me barack i feel anything is possible so
0: (laughs) i have to watch that
1: yeah yeah it's a tough one it's on cnn Okay. Um, it took me a while to find it, but uh, but yeah, Barack Obama. That's me.
2: That's crazy. Maybe okay. sick to see. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then, um, what, kind of, what kind of things do you gear towards? Is it drama? Do you like um, like intensity or?
0: Um, I think romance. Uh, well, I'd love a rom-com. <laughs> rom- rom- <laughs>
1: um,
0: personally, I like drama. I am per in my personal life. I would classify. Myself or be classified as like funny, but mm. I find those scenes are really hard. Like, comedy scenes are hard for me, so now I'm really trying to work towards comedy, mm. which is fun. I could totally see you in a rom com 100%. I, could
2: see I know, a rom-com. like, a rom
0: com <laughs> I feel like would be great, but like, I really want to do that's why I kind of want to push myself to do stand up mm-hmm. and yeah. whatnot, just because I think that will help me get outside of like my comfort zone. And I really want to find, like, comedic timing and be great with that because I can do it in my own life, which is weird sometimes. Right. But yeah, I find it hard sometimes. I have had a couple comedy scenes and just, like, the pace and finding everything, especially if I've seen the show, I find it harder to make it my own. And because then I just have the characters' voices in my head of how it should be and it's not my own. It's like it doesn't have integrity mm mm-hmm. Yeah. But I would love mm-hmm. to do a boxing movie. When you were saying fighting, I would think that no, I would love sick. to do a boxing. Movie. Nice.
1: <laughs> nice. The next Creed or something.
0: Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's. I'm not releasing this video of like this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank God it's all the audio. <laughs> but I have taken boxing classes, and that's why I was like, that's one thing I love about acting is. Like when, like I, Tanya, she mm-hmm. got to learn how to figure skate by like a professional. And I'm right. like, I just think it's so great that we can get paid to become amazing at all these random skills. Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like a yeah. Home. Same here.
0: Maybe cast me as Serena Williams and I get some tennis lessons. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right?
0: No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not kidding. What about you, Sahara? What do you think your most genres that you're drawn to
2: oh man um I definitely want to do comedy uh but I really like right when I started acting I was like I've always been like a big horror film buff
1: um, mm, nice right so
2: I just like really something about getting murdered on camera just really gets me going mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. yeah uh yeah I think that would be fun I think it would definitely be challenging because there's that fine line between like tacky horror and like really bad acting and like an actual like really good horror movie. So I think that would be a challenge to kind of figure out that I would like to figure out. Other than that, like, I want to be a fucking princess because who doesn't <laughs> love, <laughs> I just want to be a princess. Love it. <laughs> or, or, like I've talked about it before too. Like, I'm like, I want to be Spinelli when they decide to like go out and do that. You know, like I'm like, I want to get cast as, as Spinelli. That would be so ideal for me. I used to watch recess all the time as a kid. So
1: like, that's, all, <laughs> that's, all I, that's all I want.
0: That's all I want yeah I like I want to get beat up and Sahara wants to be Spinelli.
1: <laughs>
0: That's right. I'll be the one beating you up. It's perfect. I
2: can't wait. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we have so many questions for you, but what? We're sitting at like
0: we're yeah, an hour now. Yeah. yeah. yeah, I would just so, say, let's do the like last one or two. okay. what ones? Do, okay?
2: or like pick one that you really want. <laughs> but I, I feel think, like I feel like you've answered most of
0: them, like really, yeah. okay. Yeah, like, um, oh, or just like yeah. I would say, what's um, one what's one thing you would tell yourself your younger self
1: to start uh, to start creating to start creating your own thing, um, to be that you know to tell your stories you know to to yeah to you know write your stories and and just to start you know creating early uh, even. Even when I think of, you know, being younger and wanting to be, you know, a movie star, whatever that would mean, it's like you see people in these iconic roles, um, you know, all through blockbuster movies and you know, big actors in iconic roles. Especially back then, some people think that you're going to be discovered or that somebody else, you know, really wants to make you a star. But nobody knows what your strengths are better than you do and then so in order to portray that the best you need to write your own shit you know you can't wait for some audition to come in for some perfect character for you that's going to change your career necessarily because that's kind of out of your control what's in your control is saying okay fine i like action i got comedy you know, this and that, this is my lane. Let me write something myself that shows this in the best possible light, film it and create my own shit. Because waiting for someone else to write your dream role, you can't, it won't happen. You know, mm-hmm. it's not going to happen. You have to write your own dream role. You have to tell your stories and be able to articulate them, find, and find the story within the story. And then I feel that that's even now where, where my success is really going to come from is through, is through that process you know, it would be great to, you know, audition and have great parts and, you know, get on shows and be a sick character or something like that. That would be awesome. Don't get me wrong. But when I think about making it to that upper echelon level, It's through writing my own thing, through creating my own stuff, through writing for other people, but it won't be through some mystery person out in Hollywood land, writing some role for me that I'm even going to get the chance to audition for, you know? Yeah. So it would just be advice to my younger self, you know, just.
0: You create your own destiny.
1: Create your own Mm -hmm. destiny for sure. Yeah.
0: I love that. Mm-hmm. i always hmm. find that question helpful because sometimes when i hear that to other people it always just like resonates it's like yeah well, it's a selfish question that i ask of basically give me advice but something yeah. that you tell yourself before <laughs> so i always find <laughs> all coming back to me just kidding no, um, but I, <laughs> no I think it's just so helpful because sometimes when you think of like growing up and just like trying to figure out the world and you hear that one piece of advice and it just sticks with you. So I just always think like, and even we're still growing, like we're, we're, you're never not growing. So hearing that now, like that resonates with me, like, okay, I want to make it. I got to create my own things. So. Mm -hmm.
1: And then even you just saying that, it's like, it's like, you know, to be an actor, you have to believe in yourself, right? You have this belief that you have something special, unique, a talent, whatever you want to call it, to be in this business, to perform, to entertain, to you know, to tell stories, that you have something that says, you know, I want to be in this, but that you have to show and prove in this business as well. And then a lot of instances, people aren't, they're not in the position to show that that often. You can be either in, in an acting class, which allows you, you know, to perform or practice or play on a weekly basis hopefully you know in an audition you kind of get to play sort of and then you know when you're on set in that regard you're you know honing your craft and things like that but on a day-to-day basis how do you showcase to people you know your light how do you show them that you're that you're supposed to be here that you're a great performer that you have something amazing to offer it's hard you know and then that's why I feel that you can have great intentions and you can, you know, feel that you have what it takes to make it and that people just haven't seen your best yet and, and all that kind of thing there. But that's what I mean with creating the content is that you have to show people, you know, so you can either perform on a street corner. I've seen people performing in, in subways and crowded areas where they just have to perform to get a real reaction to see if they have, you know the moxie, what it takes. You know, so it's like if you're not in a class or if you're not on set, how how are you an actor? What is being a full time actor? You know, I'm a full time actor. What does that mean? Even a full time job is only eight hours a day. So, are you acting eight hours a day? Are you studying scripts eight hours a day? Are you constantly acting, acting, acting. Like how are you a professional actor, a full time actor all the time? It it almost doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. But in terms of creating your own thing and creating your own destiny and putting, you know, pen to paper or, you know, recording the video is like you can, you can show people, take a look at, take a look here. I can show you what I can do. My performance, the thing that I, this fire in me, what makes me special, why I'm in this, take a look. Don't listen to me tell you why. Let me show you why for yourself. And, i feel that even for me you know a lot of things get stuck in the middle you know the thought process you know thinking things out planning things out wanting things to be perfect before you you know show people your work or you know dip your toe into the pond where you just have to do it's just the creation, it's the doing, it's the action to not get stuck in the middle, to not get stuck in the thought process and theorizing. It's the action and the showing and the proving. And that's the one thing that you can control is creating your own shit, creating your own narrative. You don't like the roles you're going out for. You don't like the way you're being cast. You don't, you're not even being brought in for parts that you think you would kill, Well, fucking show me on your own that you could kill something like that. You know, make me pay attention. Everybody thinks that something is owed to them or something just because you decided to be an artist. People are, you know, going to watch it and take the time and, you know, certain things like that where no, no, no. If you want somebody to pay attention, you have to make them pay attention. And out here with so many people vying for the same attention, you know, people only have so much. And everybody is vying for it. So to stand out in a crowded space, Toronto's super crowded and we have over 20,000 ACTRA. I don't even know how many um, non-union. And then I feel that more and more people now are just trying to get into the business, you know, in an entry level kind of way. And we kind of just, you know, to really really be that, to show and prove, if you got it, do it yourself and then show me, you know, similar to like a music artist, you know, you can't wait to be signed to a label or discovered to, or yeah. discovered. You make your mixtape, you record, you do your own thing. You say, you know, I've already created my own buzz. This is my own shit. You put, put in the work, you
2: create your content, you put in the work and you put it out there
1: mm-hmm. and that's the
2: only way. Yeah.
1: For the yeah. longest time I just was just sitting back waiting for my agent to send me an audition. I would go, I book it or not. And that's the end of it. And I thought that mm-hmm. that, that slow, petty pace was going to lead me to Hollywood stardom. And no. it's not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> you know? No. So. Mm-hmm.
0: That's not how you got yeah. your star on the Walk of Fame?
1: <laughs> I tell you.
2: <laughs> well, thank you for that.
0: Yeah. You have some very motivational yeah. and inspirational stuff that I'm... Yeah, I... I think that everything that you said is just so like, I'm like, your story is just, it's so
2: interesting. It's like so great listening from like beginning to end. I can't wait to like hear it all back too. And just like kind of really, really, cause I find that I usually like you listen in conversation, but then you really, really listen after right. you kind of get to like edit or like, well, she edits, I get to like, listen back. Like this, <laughs> I'm like, yes, yes. Yeah, so I think it's going to be really great to hear this all back. Like I, I know we didn't cover a lot of the questions, but I feel like you gave us so much content anyway with just like your experience and like the things that you've done and how you started and like where you're at now so
1: no great I'm glad um yeah thank you for for inviting me on here Love yeah. it
2: no our
0: pleasure <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. thank you for taking the time to talk with. us
1: yeah no it's great um you know it's great we're all in this thing together and then even if I can do a shameless plug here for my podcast, One Parts of Safety, yeah. it's about, you know, connecting the, you know, the industry community here in Toronto, like for me, even starting out of deciding to want to take this thing seriously, I didn't know anybody. I didn't have any friends in the business, but, and it would seem like there was like this inner circle of like Toronto actors, you know, I would see people, doing projects together and, you know, people in classes and all these people doing projects. And it was, I felt like I was on the outside looking in, you know, so I started taking classes and tried to meet people and put my hand in different, you know, whatever I could. And then, but I still felt like I was on the outside looking into like this inner cool group, this inner sanctum of actors who work together, do projects together you know, do all this stuff. And with this podcast, I was looking to for people like me on the outside looking in and to connect the community together. So if there's somebody that you don't personally know, but you've seen it on auditions and always wanted to say, hey, or, you know, ask them something or this and that. And then you hear them on the podcast, and they're chill. And they're telling you, hey, I'm easily approachable. If you see me, say what's up, whatever. Connecting people just you know, it's a really shared experience here in Toronto. There's only a small amount of casting, you know, houses and directors, and we're all bumping into each other all over the place. We're all having the same conversations, union, non-union, you know, who are the best agents, what are the best classes, headshots, you know, um, you know all these uh, similar things there. And I feel like we're all kind of searching for answers, you know, everywhere I kind of turn. You know, it's tough to either all the answers I've tried to find or either people want to charge me money to tell me the answers. They are bullshitting me and they don't know or, mm-hmm. you know, in a secret way, they want to give you false information to, you know, lead you off of the trail. Um, so, yeah. So I really like what you guys are doing here. Um you know, I love ha- that
0: idea of yeah. connecting because especially if you're not from the city. Right. That was kind of how I felt when I moved here, I was like, uh, my friend's like, Oh, like I saw this group for like background actors. I'm like, okay. Just like trying to find friends in the community. And then thankfully I didn't even know I just applied there. That's where, well, I guess I'm going to bleep that out, but I didn't
1: know
0: (laughs) where I work. I didn't know about it and I just applied. And then when I got there, so many people were actors. I was like, okay, this worked out, but yeah. And that was all just by chance. I was walking by, and I was like, "Oh, I'll apply to this place." This was my last place of the day.
2: Mm-hmm. The
0: world and works in
2: mysterious ways.
0: It does, because it does. Yeah, and that's how I met Saher is through work. But even still, I have like I feel like I have a, such a small circle that I would like love to connect with more people. So I love that you have a podcast that does that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We'll definitely like plug your link podcast all the in too. info cool. in there. Link all the stuff.
1: Um, you know, I look forward to uh, to having you guys on that one as well. There, yeah, I would love to join you. Because even you know, it's a great perspective. You know, I mean, I don't think I got into your full background, but to come from Ottawa to Toronto, moving here, you know, getting an agent, going to auditions, those like stages of, um, of you know, kind of getting your feet wet, and you know, you're shaking the industry. Like you said, you've been to you say Armstrong Armstrong um, was it
0: Armstrong
1: yeah Armstrong right Armstrong um and then you mentioned you know second city and then the, you know the different classes and then even your experiences non union or the want or the allure of going union yeah you know, is, is that as a as a you know goal as well so yeah i think yeah. we'll have some a lot more interesting conversations to come for sure
0: yeah i can't Absolutely. wait and i can't wait for us to all meet in person one day <laughs> i know oh this
2: would have been so great if it could have been in person too like it would have been so much fun
1: yeah yeah well i'm <laughs> definitely down to do a part two whenever yes. the situation allows
0: yeah yes 100 <laughs> percent. thank you so much for your time
1: my pleasure my pleasure
0: wonderful tuesday yeah,
1: yeah. you guys thank as well
0: you. stay well, healthy we'll talk stay positive. positive.